Good morning. <laughs> That's a little different. That was all right. Yeah, I think we're, cool. we're, we're getting it polished up. Uh, yeah. I'm liking what we're seeing here. It is uh, November uh, 8th. Uh, welcome to another uh, podcast from Sovereign Minds. Uh, I'm here in the studio with uh, my sister Linda, as usual. I don't want to pound on the uh, table. And, good morning. <laughs> and we have Tim Gorman as our spe- Garmin is it Gorman? Garmin. Garmin Gar- as our special guest uh, from Happy Valley, and uh, we'll introduce him a little better. I have some stuff to go uh, on there, but we want to get our announcements and maybe a couple of clips out of the way first. Uh, if you like what you see and you want to consider supporting us, so you can call 530-221-0101. Uh, we are on Spotify. Uh, Apple, uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Rumble, Sims. yeah, a lot of platforms out there. Uh, folks. If you like, uh, hit the like button and uh, you know make sure that uh, you share this because uh, we got to get it out there and smash the bell and smash, smash the, bell. the bell for instant yes. notifications. Uh, okay, so and if you want to call in, the number here is five three zero two five five eight zero six three. All right, very good. So let's let's go ahead and let's uh, kind of set this up. Let's let's uh, show how crazy. Uh, the people we are dealing with is let's start let's start with the uh, big bird clip and then we'll go to the uh, new tactics clip and then go from there Eli let's start with the big bird clip this is this is uh, what we're dealing with here now the uh, the powers that be are so desperate for us to get vaccinated that now we're on Sesame Street uh, you know uh, advocating that all children and, and there's this even a new so character scary. Uh, there's even a new character it's uh, it's grandma. Uh, Grandma Big Bird or Grandma Yellow Bird. <laughs> Go ahead and play it, Eli. You know, my Granny Bird says that since I'm six years old, I can get the vaccine. Oh, yeah, that's right, Big Bird. But, well, uh, I have a lot of questions. Like, what is a vaccine? And does it have to be a shot? And, and will I still need to wear my mask? Those are such great questions, Big Bird. And it turns out lots of kids and families have questions, too. So over the next half hour, we're going to be answering your questions, talking with experts and giving you the information you need about vaccinations for kids. Oh, um, uh, you know what? <laughs> Elmo better go change. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It's time for the town hall. Yay! <laughs> From CNN, trusted, most trusted name in journalistic news. <laughs> Welcome to the ABCs of COVID vaccines, a CNN Sesame Street special town hall about COVID vaccines for children. They're now available for kids ages five and up. Joining me as always, Dr. Sanjay Gupta and Sesame Street's Big Bird. Hey, Erica. Hey, Big Bird. Hi, everyone. Hello there. Oh, and um, oh, oh, hi, everybody. Oh, hi, Granny Bird. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, is that geez. Dr. Sanjay? This is insanity Erica. at the oh, highest it's level. It's so great to see you. But okay. it also shows Go you. Go ahead and ask your question, Granny. Oh, okay, Granny Bird. They will pull uh, no punches. All right, uh, they will my stop question is uh, my Granny Bird said that I might get the vaccine. And, well, uh, what is a vaccine? Well, that is a good place to start, right? Um, Think about it like this, Big Bird. Your body has a lot of these teeny tiny helpers that are there to protect you. What the vaccine does is train those helpers to fight the virus. That way, if you ever get COVID germs, your body knows just what to do to, to beat it, and that can help you from getting sick. You know, you've been getting all kinds of vaccines since you were a little bird, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, except that none of those were mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, on emergency use authorization with no clinical trials, no right. long-term testing. They were testing. a little different. Uh, you know, uh, being slammed uh, down our throats, whether we like it or not. Go ahead and play that other clip because I want to set this up, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. You know, put any words in in Tim's mouth here by any stretch of the imagination. Before we get he's to got the, his own stuff, but but I want. This is kind of the start of where this is. Uh, what started you getting into the public uh, eye is, is the ma- mandated vaccine. But before we go there, is. That clip we just watched, is that what they're showing on TV to Yeah, that the was kids? on CNN, yeah. And then, well, I know it's CNN, but is that like a Sesame Street program, I would I, assume? I don't know. You know, what's Whoa. interesting, one thing to take from that is the doctor is the same doctor that was on the Joe Rogan show that Joe Rogan basically said, you guys are liars over at CNN. How do you defend this and that type of thing? And and it's it's just, an, you know, Whoa. you can't even make this stuff up. This, oh, geez, this, this, is, this, I ran across this and I was like, are you? I couldn't. I thought this was a joke at first. I did. I thought it was a joke, and then I played it, and it's like they're they're really not joking. They're serious about this. Go ahead and play it, Eli, and let's uh, let's let's listen to this for a minute. Uh, the first one. Wow. Um, I think it was at the library. The nineteen ninety six Olympics. Nicole Greenbaum's bar mitzvah. Yeah, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. Well, when you get it, it's kind of on your mind nonstop. Oh, you know? my. I remember really wanting to get mine for the first time. Oh, <laughs> and when I finally did, <laughs> oh my God. I was so happy. Definitely get them multiple times a day. I'd say more than six. I don't remember every single one of them, but they're all special in their own way. Walking the street in a meeting. On my commute. Giving a presentation for a class. Oh, I got one at a count at fair once. I guess you could say they're a pretty big part of my life. Actually, it's the only thing I give a damn about. <laughs> wow. Nowadays, when I get one, I try to hang on to it as long as possible. Crazy. It's an extension of myself. There's honestly nothing quite like them. If I couldn't have one, <laughs> it would be devastating <laughs> and kind of boring. Men who have had COVID are six times more likely to develop erectile dysfunction. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> six times wow. more likely. That's correct. What are you guys doing? Go get the vaccine. We're talking about your future boners here, okay? I mean, I would cut off my own dick to protect my future boners. Okay, as I think about it, it doesn't make sense logically to cut off my own dick to save my future dick. But you know what I'm saying. It's just important. It's actually pretty simple. Get vaccinated, guys. Do it for your penis. It's, oh my God! This is—they're really—they're serious. This is trust us. us. We're, We're penis, penis doctors. doctors. Whoa! Listen We're to the doctors. doctors. These are penis doctors, not just your normal doctors. These are doctors of the penis. They I went to a penis college to that where they studied everything doctors. that there is to know about <laughs> your penis. I mean, am I wow. the only one here? Am I the only one here? It's like I can't even believe it. Uh, well, I, I'm okay. no doctor, but I've had COVID, and I can tell you that stuff is false. <laughs> well, no, you, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry to say I had it too. Yeah, you know, and I'm 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 up and running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. I, I, wow. It is, and we're dealing with people that are insane here. They, they we really are. And, and some, well, some of the um, medical science shows that it's actually the opposite with the vaccine. I hate to tell the guys. Just saying. 
I mean, so, you know, so good so luck it, there. It shows to me how desperate they are yeah. to get this vaccine out there. And with that, let's introduce our guest here. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he may want to leave the room after that, you know? I, I mean, what kind of show I'm are you guys I'm looking forward running? to what's next. <laughs> wow. I mean... Uh, so, so the reason I did that is because this is what kind of got your hat thrown in the uh, arena to begin with, is because they were doing mandatory vaccines. Uh, well, well know, I was going to say, man, up. you got to keep going here. Yeah. You can't Man- leave it at, hanging at the, there on the kids, you know. And right. uh, maybe we should have flipped the order on that and went to the <laughs> Blake Bird thing last. But, but the real deal is, and I have another clip that we can play after we talk a little while that can. Re- completely refutes and shows the data that these guys are completely ignoring about the yeah. danger here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so so uh, we met originally at the Board of Supervisors meeting. It was briefly, and I had done a little bit of a talk up there talking about uh, uh, what was happening. And, and so uh, since then, uh, you uh, would not uh, enforce the, the mandates for required vaccinations from our Lord High Governor down in Sacramento under an emergency authorization, maybe it was before, uh, an emergency authorization, uh, authorization act uh, that, you know, uh, is illegal, in my opinion, based on the information of not overwhelming services and and so forth. And then they have the power to to stop this whole thing anytime they want with a vote of three to two. Yep. And, and I think that's where you started getting into oh. this, is that you started thinking, you know, I need to run. run and there was a, a, a debate, uh, what, a week or so ago now, I guess? Yes, yeah. it was a week ago. And actually, can we back up? Did you say his name? I, if you did. I'm, I, well, if I didn't, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get his name Tim out Tim Garman. There. Yes, thank so, you. So, Just so the listeners and the viewers know exactly. And you are the president of Happy Valley Union School District. That is correct. And uh, so I guess you, uh, the other, I'm looking at an article here that you hand delivered your papers to the uh, to be a candidate for District 2, which is Modi's di- district, who he holds a special place in my heart of uh, I bet. Hearts. I think he does, and, yep. and everybody, well, a lot of people's hearts right now yeah, because absolutely. of everything that he's done. He, yeah, I, I, I do not like him. I, I think he's a despicable human being, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. But. I liked what you had to say at the uh, at that uh, when you were asked questions like on the Second Amendment and mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, gee, do you believe in open carry? And Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't have to go into that. Yeah. But tell me about yourself, uh, how you got to be the school president uh, or the school uh, union school district uh, president. The school board president. Okay. I'll, I'll, can I just back up even a little further and say sure. when I first ran for that position? Sure. Okay. That would have been in 2016. Um, there was two open spots on the board. Uh, one of the outgoing members had asked me to run for the, one of the positions. All five of my kids had gone kindergarten through eighth grade. My youngest was a freshman at high school at that point. So I thought, well, I don't have any kids here. I don't need to do this. I'm done. And the outgoing person said, yeah, but it's still your district. You still live here. You still need to be part of your community. So uh, how, so in other words, you hit your head on the door jam on the way out. <laughs> Basically. So I decided, you know, I still didn't want to do it. I was still right. fighting with myself. I still say no. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Politics right. is never my thing. Even if the school board, no, it's a dirty business. No matter well, I'm, it, I'm realizing yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so fast forward a couple weeks later, I, I jump in my wife's van, and she always listens to Caleb. And there was a little blip in the morning with one of the people talking about 
uh, Christians need to get involved with their local elections, no matter how small they are, even right. if they are school boards. Yes. I'm like, all right, God. Especially. <laughs> all right. I think it should okay, be. Okay, I got the message. Ding, yeah, ding, I, ding, ding, ding. I, I got the message, and I still I didn't want to hear especially, it. I think it's especially if it's school boards well, and the boards of supervisors. Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't I, I didn't want to even hear that. But right. I'm like, okay, you know, there's more here that meets the eye. Right. Uh, so I made a deal with God. So we all know how that turns out. I said, all right, I'll put my name in the ring, but I'm not going to campaign. I'm not going to put up a sign. I'm not going to do anything. And if it's your will, then I'll be on the board. So you got it right off the bat. You <laughs> so started, I was done. You started doing the dictating, it, and, and it doesn't really it, work it, that it, did, way. it didn't work. So anyway, there was, I think, five people running for the two spots, and of course I got elected. Sure. Um, but then first couple of years on the board, just kind of getting your feet wet, understanding how, how it all works and whatnot, uh, not being into politics or that kind of stuff before. Uh, fast forward, I've been a board president the last two years. Uh, normally it's a one-year cycle and somebody else steps in, but they wanted me to stay on it for the second year because of COVID. Last year, I believe we were the number one school in Northern California for days open with our kids actually in class learning. So we wanted to kind of keep that rolling. Right. Um, and then earlier this year when, when uh, rumors started flying around that Newsom was going to come down with a mandate to get about the vaccines for kids, I'd actually had a conversation with our superintendent saying, I don't believe our board's going to support that. You need to probably start looking at options for us Sure. beforehand. I, I'm a proactive type of guy. I don't like to be reactive later because there's no time to really right. do anything about it at that point in time. Um, fast forward. This was, I think, on a Tuesday. I had the conversation. Later that week, Newsom makes his announcement. Okay, so our next board meeting, we kind of discussed it, and uh, one thing led to another. We got it on the agenda as a, a discussion action item uh, about mandates for kids, and our we discussed it with the uh, audience as well as, as 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 our board and the superintendent, and we did, we voted unanimously four to nothing to, to not enforce the vaccines on kids when it becomes available. Uh, the the flip side of that are are, are Legal people and our superintendent are all saying we jumped the gun. There's nothing to really vote against because it's not in place yet. The the, the story we're getting from public schools is just wait, just wait, right. just wait, just wait, just wait. Well, you do that, at, at some point, there's no more time to wait. Right. And there's no more time to take any kind of action. Right. And, and that's what we're up against. So so since we've done that, there have been schools all up and down California. There's at least, I think, over 30 now that have jumped on board. Some of them have sent stuff to the governor. Uh, that they're, they're just not going to do it. It's kind of like the sheriffs saying that we're not going to enforce this. You know, it's crap because if yeah. if you're if 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 they're breaking the law in Sacramento, the fact that you say you're not going to enforce a law that's not really a law is is, is and, instead and that's, of, that's where it gets a little tricky, yeah, right? Instead right. of standing yeah. up and saying we're not going to support this yeah. at all, it's completely wrong. And then the battle the battle we face is your, your superintendents, your teachers, if they don't follow the law from Sacramento, our dictators passing out, they could lose their credentials. Right. Okay. And their pensions. There's a lot of risk here. Their jobs. For them, there's a lot of risk. So I, right. I, I can see why there's kickback on their side of it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do everything in my power to have those kids not vaccinated. And if it comes down to where I can't, and I, I lose that battle, I will resign that position. I will be zero part of ever telling a kid they have to take a vaccination. Well, won't there's, and there's there's been, the I mean, this, they all talk about the science and they all talk about, you know, from the left, that, oh, well, it's about the kids. It's not about the kids. It's not about the science. It's it about never control. Was. It never was because, you know, when you look at the data, has any child died in Shasta County from a COVID? Uh, not that I know of. 
Yeah. But, okay. but what's more important to me is it's not even a law. They're just right. making it well, uh, sound like it's a law, and and they're they're intimidating people and holding you know their diplomas or whatever over their, their heads, jobs. Yeah. their jobs, yeah. and I get that. Yeah. But it's not a law, and if people realize that, they they can't really enforce it if people just stand up and say no. Well, what attracted to me me to you is the fact that you had some backbone. You stood yeah. up and said, "Hey, well, this somebody is wrong. somebody had to, right?" And you know, and I remember conversations early on. Well, we don't want to be the first. Well, neither do I. But right. there is nobody else being the first, right? You know, I'm not so sure that we actually were by the way it sounds now. But the point is, if you. Oh, I hate to bring up an old West analogy, but when you were a coward back then, you got ran out of town. Right. And we're dealing with a bunch of cowards right now. People right. don't want to stand up. They don't want to get off the couch. They don't but want to make the totally phone call. They don't want to that. do the email. We got to stand up for our rights. Otherwise, we're not going to have any. And we're already seeing them disappear right, right. and left. Yeah. Yeah, right. the old saying, you're yellow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're yellow. It's, it's time, <laughs> you're yellow. It's, it's time to stop straddling yeah. the fence. Absolutely. Okay, and pick a side and go. Totally agree. Right. And this is why there's so much uh, a political hesitancy, if you will, you know, is that people don't want to get it. They, you know, we want to be left alone. We want to live our lives. You know, we want to not get engaged because it's easier to, to just do whatever we want in a free society. But when you get to a point where there, it's not a free society anymore, yeah. you know, that is the, the, the experiment called self-governments and that's why christians and people that aren't left-leaning need to get involved too otherwise to, they're not getting to. any representation at all yeah and it, it also tells you kind of where some of the people are coming i don't want to be the first person what difference does it matter if you're the first person if what you do is right yeah. Other, oh. others you, will you know you're gonna have integrity others will follow if, you, yeah. if you're right you know yeah, what i mean I agree. Yeah. well it's true it, yeah mean, uh you know i've always had the mindset that uh, i don't care if i'm the only one that's if I'm standing alone, if I believe in what I'm doing, you know. Uh, that's the way it should that's be. That's it should be. You yes, should exactly. For what, what is right. No matter who's watching or, or what. You yeah. know, if well, you truly believe it's right. Especially when nobody's watching. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the, there yeah. you go. That's how you yeah. have integrity. But, yeah. yeah, so many of these people or were. But you're seeing more and more people starting, mm -hmm. even though they're not the first. You know, I don't want to put too many people down with that. They are starting to come together on this. At you least see it a lot of people come together. Yep. So what do you think is the biggest issue other than just the vaccines and, and, and that with the kids? I mean... Uh, as far as you know, being on the board of supervisors, well, no. you don't want to be a one-trick pony either. Uh, well, no, I'm going to back up a little bit to the the the, the kids. Um, I, I, I'm fighting for public education. Okay, okay. I, I feel like if they come down and they force this mandate on the kids, we saw the walkout. Right, fifty percent of the kids were absent in public school. As a board president, it's my job to keep the doors open, the teachers paid, the bus drivers going. What happens if we lose half of our kids? Well, a problem, well, right? Which which employee? Obviously, you, you take which your, what employees do you get rid of? Right, which or, right? You have the seniority, yeah. so we're going to lose half of our employees. We have to close the school, if not all of our schools. Then what does that do so to public education? Do they, that, do they we have to the save it? Do they jerk the funding immediately on something like that? It, it depends. There's different different protocols to different schools. Um, some schools lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on the one day walkout, okay. and I've talked with some of them, and they are actually going to take some legal action and, and sue. Because they realize it'll be cheaper to sue and try to get a stay on this or get an injunction as, as opposed to having their kids gone once a month. Right. So there's 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 that avenue which we may take as well. We don't know. It, it's all kind of up in the air, but we'll 
be discussed here at our board meeting, hopefully this week. We're, we pulled our kids. We're not doing it. We're not doing any of Well, that makes me sad as, as a yeah. school board president. That yeah. makes me sad because I, I feel like kids need public education, uh, social, the socialization part of it as well. And in my case, we live in one of the poorest districts in the state of well, California. Our kids depend on that for breakfast, for lunch, for a safe place. Well, we're well, there doing, is we're, that, yeah. we're, right. we're, we pulled them out of public schools. We're, we're, we're actually having them taught in a private environment by teachers that we know and trust. Yeah. And so they, they are getting the socialization yeah. and, 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 a, and I think maybe a better learning environment, I think, is what I'm looking but, at. But, probably but, so, but, but you get to your poor districts and those people don't have those options. Well, that's, I was going to say that and makes and it. And that's where my job is right. uh, on that hat, if I, got the, if I got the school board hat on. Is to keep that school open at all costs. See, that's okay. what makes it that's so what bad. I'm for. Yeah, that's what makes it so bad because you are one of the poorest districts. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of that in Northern there's California. There's a lot of it in Shasta County, right? Yeah, in Shasta County, yeah. and like you say, that yeah. the kids have a safe place to get yeah. meals. I mean, it, so it's great. It, it's thank awesome. goodness you, yeah. yeah, you have yeah. you know you're you're doing more for them than a lot of areas for the kids. Yeah. You know, not just the education. It's not just education. Piece. It's a safe yeah. place. It's a place to eat. Right. It's so it's that. awesome that you're fighting for that because yeah, right, I, yeah. I, I'm in a, a position where I don't have to put up with that. And and I, I would rather have them I, in public If I'm in your position, I would do the same thing. Yeah, okay? it's, it's Truly, tough. I would right. as, as a parent. Uh, so fast forward, the supervisor thing. Again, I never plan on anything like that. I went to a few supervisor meetings and realized – uh, we have a board up there that's it's afraid to even write a letter to Sacramento. They don't yeah. give a like, crap. They they could care less about the people of Shasta County. They're working for Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. And I realized something has to give here. Something has to give. And when the recall signatures were counted, there was enough for Modi. I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe I can make a bigger difference here. Okay. Right. So that's why I threw my name in a hat there. And you asked some of the other issues that bother me. Uh, I've had family leave town over the last eight to ten years, five years. It's just like more and more are going. More families are going to move to Iowa next year. They're in Tehama County, but still the North State, we have these problems. Right. We, we have to figure out how to keep our people here. We have a major drug problem on our streets, a major crime problem. Yeah. We need a bigger jail. Uh, so that's one of the, the issues that I will hopefully uh, fight for as well. So right. you've been to a few of the meetings. We've been going to the meetings for a long time, and yeah. we've seen this now for years, that these guys don't give a crap. And at that meeting that I, I, I met you at, uh, the uh, in the morning, you know, I yelled out of the audience, uh, it's about the money. And, of course, Modi came back with, oh, no, it's not about the money. Uh, yeah. Well, after lunch, they came back, and the first thing out of, uh, well, not the first thing, but out of Chimente's mouth comes, how much money's at risk? Yeah. And then the attorney comes back with, uh, oh, like, $42 million. Uh-huh. It's about the money, huh? So yeah. it's, it's not about the money, but, but it, it is, is about, about the money. money. Once yeah. again... Yeah, they yeah. Go, it goes back yeah. to the mini piece. Yeah, and all. that's what this whole emergency authorization act, in my opinion, is. Yeah. Other than you know Pfizer, I mean, we're seeing more and more Pfizer's footprints all over the media and everything else, and 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 they got a dog and they made twenty six billion dollars this sure. last year, uh, and. But these guys, I, I believe, think that they're protecting the county, other than maybe Modi, because I think Modi's got his self-interest in mind, period. I, I, you know, everybody says Joe's a good guy. I don't know Mary Rickards at all. But I think they're, 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 they, in their minds, I think they've justified taking this money 
so that they can keep the county going. But they hired a hundred more people. Yeah. You know, I mean, Randstrom's getting like three hundred grand a year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at the, the the salaries and keep stuffing money well, into the. And then what that's what's that going to do later on with the pensions and all that to retire? But time comes. How, how are we going to pay for that? Well, I think right? that's part of I it. Mean, you got to look at this whole picture and. and well, we know we know uh, Calpers is in trouble. I've, Absolutely, I've, I've been. I went to their prospectus. I, yeah. I do uh, taxes and financial planning for a living, and so I said, "Well, let's see." You know, we hear about these guys that are in trouble, and I went and looked at the perspective. They were invested in Iranian oil wells. Mm-hmm. I mean, green every anything green. So their investment strategy down in Sacramento and other places is based on a an, a, a, a environmental agenda, not necessarily if uh, uh, you know for the best. Interest interest of the people that they're supposed to be, you know, building a retirement plan for. So one of my questions is if, when and if you get elected to the Board of Supervisors, what is one of the first things you would like to change or get involved in to make a change or what's your hot, hot button there? I like to see, uh, it's it's a great question. Uh, How, how do we take our county back? How, how can we support our kids? What can we do to stop these mandates? Let's open up the county fully. I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of this shutdown stuff. And I know it's we're pretty much open, but you still go into restaurants. Some people are wearing masks. I don't care if somebody wants to wear a mask. No, right. but, get, but I have the right not to, just as they have the right to. But don't don't force us to, to show a vaccine card. Don't force us to wear a mask. I just just get this thing opened up. I want to I roll agree. a clip, and, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot more. Once I get started, I can pipe up with more. I want to uh, roll a yeah, clip go ahead. and go back to the vaccine. This is a little. Okay. This is a clip. This is the one on uh, Facebook for Greg, and I want to roll this because you know, uh, you know, when we talk, no, I want to go with the other one. Uh, yeah, that one, and uh, I, I want to look at some of the evidence coming that has been, you know, basically deleted. Because our mainstream media meatheads, you know, and mm-hmm. I like to refer to Mike uh, Mangas as much as, as possible Mangas. because, uh, you know, he's he, these guys don't report anything that that doesn't, you know, I guess it's their well, paycheck. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, that's what it, a lot of it is, is their paycheck. You know, that's why they don't report it. But this is a board of supervisors meeting. I, I believe it's Florida. The other one was Florida. Uh, but uh, maybe it's Texas. I'm not sure. County uh, something. Uh, but this... Shows data that if if nothing else, if you're if you if if you, I mean, do we trust CNN after? I mean, CNN is light at every juncture. The mainstream media is light at everything. The big bird thing from CNN. I'm not saying that this is even correct as much as I'm saying that that this other point of view should be examined as well to see if there's truth here. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know the other guys have been lying to us. I'm intent, you know, I have a tendency to go towards other people that are not lying to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I haven't found any provable lies lies here yet, where I found tons of provable lies over on CNN. All right, so go ahead and roll it, uh, Eli, and let's uh, let's see what this guy has to say. Hi, my name is Scott Youngblood. I'm a physician and I'm here to defend science and patient autonomy. Next slide. The best way to look at any medical issue is with a randomized controlled trial. A well-performed RCT is more powerful than dozens of observational studies because it has a control group. That's what Pfizer did to evaluate its vaccine uh, in, to get an EUA. It had 44,000 patients, two large groups, essentially equal in all respects, except one group gets the vaccine and the other group gets the placebo. Next slide. 
Everyone has heard that the study showed excellent vaccine efficacy with a lower rate of symptomatic infections over six months. Next slide. It was also great in preventing severe COVID cases. These patients are really sick. You have a high heart rate, respiratory failure, renal, hepatic, neurologic dysfunction, ICU admission, and death. There was only one case of this in the vaccine group and 30 cases in the placebo group. Next slide. But what hasn't been talked about is the increased adverse events for the vaccine. The total adverse events twice as high, related adverse events four times as high, severe adverse events twice as high. Essentially, those are hospitalizations, heart attacks, strokes, myopericarditis, Guillain-Barre, et cetera. All of these differences were highly statistically significant. Next slide. And the endpoint that we should all care about the most, which is all-cause mortality, this is the, the great endpoint because it ends all of the silly arguments about what caused the death. Was it the vaccine, the virus, or something else? You just total up the deaths, and at the end of six months, you look at them. And in this study, 15 patients died in the vaccine group versus 14 in the placebo group. And then the patients were unblinded and allowed to cross over if they had gotten placebo and wanted the vaccine. Five additional patients who got the vaccine died, but none who remained in the placebo group died. This mortality difference is not statistically significant. It doesn't prove anything other than scientifically. One cannot say that this vaccine saves lives. Next slide. And this raises the big question, if the vaccine is so effective against the virus, preventing infections and severe COVID, then why didn't it, didn't it save lives at the height of the pandemic against the Alpha variant? The most likely answer is that the risks of this vaccine essentially canceled out any COVID benefit from the vaccine. Regardless, there was no death benefit. Next slide. And that really is the big problem with this obsessive fixation on COVID infections and death. Is it the vaccinated or the unvaccinated that misses half the problem? The adverse events and deaths from the vaccine. If you survive the vaccine, you will probably be better off when you meet the virus, especially early on, but at what cost? Indeed, the Taiwan Department of Health states right now that slightly more people have died from the COVID vaccines this year than the virus itself. Next slide. The problem is the alpha spike protein, which all the vaccines make. It's a toxin in and of itself. It binds to your ACE2 receptors around your body, which are critical in regulating blood pressure, clotting, immune system. Having spike in your body attacking these receptors is a big problem. Next slide. We've been told not to trust VAERS, but it is the only database available. All the COVID vaccines were also granted EUAs with the requirements removed for ethics boards, data safety monitoring boards, or critical event committees. All of these are customary for anything on an EUA. We are for some reason intentionally flying blind. OSHA just said they are suspending the rule for employers to report adverse events due to mandated COVID vaccines. As an ethical physician, I cannot defend anything on this slide. Next slide. So VAERS is an early warning system, so if a problem is identified, it can be investigated further. It is 31 years old. It is voluntary. There is significant underreporting. Submission of a false report is subject to prosecution, and the CDC validates all these entries. Over 150,000 have been re removed just this year. Next slide. There were about 158 deaths on average per year associated with all vaccines. And then something happens in January of 2021. We now have over 17,000 deaths reported just for the COVID vaccines. I would submit to you that as an early warning system, VAERS is working exactly as intended. We are just not listening to it. Next slide. Nearly 40% of these deaths occur within 48 hours of the shot. It is not until day 40 or so that the death rates return to baseline. If there was no relation, you would see that the low baseline on the right of the graph would be all the way over to the left. Something is happening at day zero to cause these deaths, and it's pretty obvious what that is. Next slide. The CDC states that any death within 28 days of a positive test, regardless of cause, counts as a COVID death. You could get run over by a cement truck 
crossing the street, but if your COVID test three weeks ago was positive, you are counted as a COVID death. On the other hand, anything within 28 days of a vaccine is not related to the vaccine. Imagine the world that we would live in if these assumptions were reversed. This is illogical and indefensible. Next slide. During the Pfizer vaccine brief before the EUA last October, uh, this slide was flashed up for about one second. It lists out all the adverse events that eventually turned up in VAERS months later. Heart attacks, strokes, myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, blood clots, deaths, and enhanced uh, vaccine disease. Regardless, the FDA granted the EUA without any mention of any of this in the notices to physicians or patients. They knew about it and apparently said nothing. Perhaps the fact checkers can defend this, but I cannot. Next slide. On August 23rd, the FDA sent out two letters. The first approved the Comirnaty vaccine and the second extended the EUA for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, the same formulation but legally distinct. To this day, there are no FDA-approved COVID vaccines that are actually available in the United States. Comirnaty is not available. So if the FDA approves the vaccine, but it is not actually available to anyone, it begs the question, did the FDA actually approve the vaccine? Next slide. In late July, the CDC stated the viral titers of saliva in the vaccinated are just as high as the unvaccinated. This was the justification to make everything, everyone put their masks back on. The viral levels in your saliva are the measure of how infectious you are. Thus, claims that the unvaccinated are spreading the disease and paradoxically putting the vaccinated at risk are all nonsensical. This fact alone destroys the infectious spread justification for vaccine mandates. Next slide. In the age of Delta, vaccines do not meaningfully reduce transmission or stop infections. They do not reduce overall medical uh, resource utilization as we showed. The uh, best evidence available shows that they do not uh, reduce mortality. And since it uses the alpha spike protein, you will get 100% of the risks, but only 40 to 60% of the benefit in the age of uh, Delta, the virus has moved on. The vaccines produce narrow immunity that encourages new variants. Their efficacy wanes after six to eight months. And for COVID survivors, it likely produces no long-term benefit, and they are known to have a two to six times higher rate of adverse events. Likely no benefit, just harm. Having said all of this, they may offer a personal health benefit to these vaccines, but that analysis needs to be individualized. Next slide. The bottom line is that this issue is really complicated. The decision for COVID vaccination should be left up to the patient in consultation with their doctor. There is no medical or scientific justification for COVID vaccine mandates by a government or employers. Thank you. I mean, I think just, it, it was a fairly long clip but it covered a ton of ground mm -hmm. yeah, with a lot of laid out evidence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And anybody, I mean, I think that we have a responsibility to our kids to not vaccinate them until we know Wait, what's going yeah, on. How many kids have died in Shasta County? None. Well, so why put them through all that harm and those risks, right? It just, exactly. well, I got it, that. It doesn't make any sense. Can it I, doesn't make any sense. Go ahead. Can I show you a picture? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to explain it to you after you look at it. Okay. See, it says 102 in the bottom. The black on the bottom. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. It says 102 on the okay. bottom. Okay. So okay. It's yeah. a package of. Okay. No, I'm gonna, it's a package of my blood. Um, last I week, thought it was tubes in there. But yeah, sure. I'm part of a trial study at UCSF for type 1 diabetes. I see. Okay. Two of my daughters are type 1 diabetics. I have four of the five autoantibodies that cause it. I've been involved with this study for 102 months. That's 8.5 years. 
The study should end later this year or early next year, according to the doctors down there. But I don't know if I got the placebo or the, or the actual medicine. I, I don't know. It's a blind study. That's how you study medicines. Right. You and just don't come out that. overnight and do right. that. Yeah. You know, in the first year, I went down and had 14 effusions in the first 12 months of the study. Okay, that that's I don't I don't mind getting involved in helping find cures or, or stuff that's going to help, but it has to be done in the right way. Coming up with the medicine overnight and saying, oh, take this and look at the death rates that that thing showed, and yeah. how it's how it peaked, you know, right over, then it leveled back out. That was really scary to watch. So thank uh, you for sharing. I got, and also, did you notice it said that OSHA waives the mandate? Yeah. So how does that work? OSHA says no to the mandate, FDA and them say yes to the mandate. I have an even more scary report. If you want to pull up that PDF I just sent you, uh, Eli. I mean... Uh, this is from a whistleblower inside the... Um, and there's uh, this is by Dr. David uh, John Sorensen and, uh, and uh, Vladimir Zelenko, MD. Oh, yes. And uh, this is, uh, you know, shows that, you know... This report, you know, and I'm not going to cover it completely, but it shows that, uh, you know, roll it down and it talks about and you, anybody wants this report, I'll post it. But <clears throat> there's five times more death. This is a CDC whistleblower signing a sworn affidavit saying that that they're underreporting it, at the deaths by five times. And we just heard from before that, you know, it's around 17,000 people have died. If it's underreported by five times that, we're talking about some serious death uh, that these guys are covering up. Right. And and in the past with vaccines and stuff, I, I do believe like with um, uh, the flu virus uh, vaccines and stuff, if they had more like like nine deaths or something, they would pull the vaccine mm-hmm. for that, that pro, you know, for that disease. No. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, and we're talking way over nine or fifteen or whatever it was. It's it's crazy. Now day. let's now let's bring it all back to Shasta County. Okay, okay, let's do it. So we've kind of I think shown that there should be some uh, vaccine hesitancy here, uh, and we've also shown that the board of supervisors should be listening to some of this. Uh, should be listening to all of it. You think? Yeah. 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 Say, and that's been our problem from the beginning. Oh, they're being attacked. It's their families. Number one, those guys, I don't even get to go there. Uh, but the real deal is they haven't listened to any of this. Right. All they've done is listen to Sacramento, yep. done whatever they're told. And, and, and taking that money, right? And taking the uh, money. Taking the money. There you go. So, so are you for a forensic audit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that's what I've been asking for, uh, for uh, a long time. And I just realized one hasn't been done. Why? Good question. I, to me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Okay. Come in. Let's 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 clean this up. Let's let's see what's going on. Yeah. I think that's well, what they're afraid of is to find is that people are yeah. going to find out what is going on, yeah. especially in light of the district that you're running in. Modi got convicted by the grand jury, yeah. and the and 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 the and the and the phrase was changed from a mis, a malfeasance to misfeasance. One is a crime, and then I guess a, an attorney was there. I missed that day at the uh, board yeah, of supervisors. Is that, that he should still be prosecuted? Yeah, yeah he should still yeah. have charges brought. That, against that's the him. guy's yeah. uh, spot you're running for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we want to clean it up. We want you know, to clean and it we've up. been requesting an audit for years. years. You know, uh, what comes to mind is the sales tax. Remember mm-hmm. last year, where two years ago when they brought up measure or whatever yeah. for the sales tax, yeah. and we kept saying, "Well, if you do an audit, we probably could find the money." Right. 
you know, if we go line by line, let's let's see where yeah. the money's going. Where is it being spent? And the, oh no, they couldn't do that. Yeah. You know that because then it would expose well, to what my, they are my, doing my, with the money. My theory is that you know, based on the last money that came in from CARES, uh, you know. Three million and some change, or whatever, went out to the business. The rest went into the county general fund. Basically, is I think they know that the, based on you know what has been reported that their Calpers pensions are in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. So they're using this money to shore the county up because otherwise the, the general fund would be paying all these bills. Now this money comes in from CARES, and they can not only hire more people and give yeah. more bonuses, they can also shove uh, more money to try to catch up, which I believe is impossible at this point. I think it's going to be bankrupt at some point because they're not reporting all the numbers. You know, if anybody wants to read about some of this stuff, uh, you know, read the Robert Kiyos Saki, James Siebel, I think it is, book, it's called uh, Who Stole My Pension? Because this is a nationwide mm-hmm. problem of these guys uh, not operating these pensions properly. And uh, so that's what I think that from their perspective is about. But they, they, they're not fixing anything and, you know, not listening to the people. And you've had the room filled full of people. Yep. Well, you, you can tell that when... you. At the meetings, even online, because I'm not attend- able to attend a lot of times live, you can see they're sitting there and the people are talking, doing their three minutes, hour after hour, and Modi especially. You can see <laughs> that they he's, he, he's already made his decision. Yeah. He's like pretty much telling the people, screw you. Yeah, I'm done. So this the, is so first, the, yeah. first, the first observation I had, the first supervisor meeting I ever attended was people are up there, those people are taking their three minutes, and they're giving you right. a heartfelt thought. Whether they're for you or against you, they're giving you a, a heartfelt conversation for three mm-hmm. minutes that they thought long and hard about, drove there, took the time to sit down, okay? And you see these supervisors, and, and three of them, in my opinion, were looking right at the speaker, really listening to what they were saying. Modi was sitting here staring at the wall straight ahead, Okay. Could care less, right? And then the other one was kind of every once in a while she glanced over. Uh, that was my first observation. And in, in our school board meetings, okay, we have the same thing. Yeah, public comment, which we could cut off after twenty minutes. Okay, right. it's a little bit different. I have never cut it off after twenty minutes. If somebody took the time to drive in there. I want to hear what they have to say. It's going to make me make a better educated decision if I'm listening to my constituents. And, and I, right. Well, and, and at the at that debate, one of the questions that was asked, and I was a little disappointed in everyone's answer, and the question that was asked was, uh, what is the legitimate function of the government, whether it's, uh, you know, the Board of Supervisors, uh, the state, what is the first uh, priority in the function of any governing body in the United States that's following the Constitution? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I answered that. I don't remember. But we work for the people. Well, the way I... Okay, this is why I'm a little disappointed in the answer. I think the answer should have been to secure the rights of their constituents, okay? That's what the Constitution is really about, is to secure it. And I'm not saying, you know, anything to disparage you or the other people that were at the meeting, as much as I'm saying that should be the number one priority. And in the present... Board of Supervisors structure, these guys don't give a crap one about their securing our rights. Nope. They give a crap about securing the, the, their know, rights. Well, the, the money. And, it's, and, the, yeah. it's the money. It's, 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 it's the money. It's the money. And, and they're supposed to protect us. They are supposed to protect us. That's one of their main I'm not sure we can stand any more of their protection the way yeah. things well, are Well, you know what I mean. Well, they yeah. take our best interests again. 
look at what we want and what's for the best for the right. people, not for them or their agenda. And they don't do that. And it's quite evident. Well, let's go back to Modi. You know, if he really gave a crap, why did he go take care of his house and let everybody else's burn? I mean, just things like that. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. you know? And I don't want to focus on Modi too much. Obviously, yeah. we, I, have I a, do. we have an axe to grind with Modi, obviously. He's not the only one. There's a few up there. We yeah. need to change a lot. But I would like yeah. to get to a more positive direction of what Let's we do. can do. You know, I mean, what can we do to fix this? You know, forensic audit, you know, listening to the people, mm-hmm. you know, securing our rights, right. uh, yeah. uh, you know, not necessarily complying with all the mandates. So, what would you add to that? Uh, as far as positive things, yeah. Just but what what you would do when you get there? Yeah. If, you, if you guys okay. get control of the board, okay. okay. Well, some- uh, uh, if, if the board votes that way, what I would like to see done is, a, like I said, a bigger jail. Okay, you could attach the mental health stuff to it too, but it doesn't need to be crazy because we do have some services here. Uh, no, no taxes. We don't need a tax increase. I do want to see the forensic audit. I want to see where the dollars are at with everything. But there's there there is no way I will ever I've never voted for a tax increase, nor will I ever push for one. Okay? There's a reason why people leave this state. And that's one of them. That yeah, is one. Okay, it is one of them. Okay. Uh, there have been many times I've gone up and gone Christmas shopping in Oregon. Why? It's cheaper. It's cheaper, right? Yeah. Oh, it's only hop, skip, and the jump. Oh, by the way, I can fill up my gas tank for a dollar a gallon less, too, while I'm there. That's a long right. time. That was a long right. time. It was a long, <laughs> but, you get the, but you get the point. Okay, so I'm not in favor of that. Uh, the crime that's on the streets, I'm tired of seeing, like I said, tired of seeing my family leave. Right. That's a positive. This, we got to, we got to. What do you, uh, okay, what, what, what would we do about the crime? Uh, well, we got to build a bigger jail. We got to prosecute. And if that means to do a All district right. attorney or whatever that looks like, we have to take those steps. What what I'm sick of, and I don't, I don't know the, the hard numbers here, but I've seen over the last 10 years, the homeless population in this county is growing to where it's probably in the thousands. Okay. Yet our population in general has probably gone down. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that tells me the good people, not that some of those People aren't good that are on the streets because some of them are just hard luck. I get it, but the percentages of them are, they're most of them are on drugs and committing crimes. I'm tired of seeing the good people leave. Right. Okay. And I can't blame them because there hasn't been any action taken on this board in a long time to want to make those people stay here and fight. Um, Do you believe those guys are Republicans? <laughs> <laughs> Unless they've changed the definition, no. Well, I guess I should. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I should I, see. I don't really necessarily like Republicans either, especially in light of Mitch McConnell and this budget thing, and he's yeah. going to get slammed for that. I should say conservatives. Do you think they're conservative? No, they're not conservatives. I, I, I don't see that. And do you know who's been supporting them? You know about the Marxist thing and all that yeah. stuff, right? So, so you know, that's another thing. You're going back to the DA and the crime. So we just saw a prosecution of how many million dollars were spent on a, a low-level misdemeanor. I mean, I heard it in, uh, you know, from yeah. Terry Raposa yeah. a little bit about that. But, I mean, uh, do you think we need a new DA? I would have to look at it, but, but from what I've known at this point, yes. Okay. okay. We definitely need a new health director. Uh, I was going to say, do you do, do you <laughs> think that we need to clean house on maybe several different levels within yes, the county? Yes, I, I, I do believe to make so. A difference I think you, gotta, you have to go through them one by one, and and then if it's a chopping block, then let's do it. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think that's what they're afraid of too. Is that absolutely they they're are. they're afraid of people getting in there and looking at the budget and saying you know because you know we should be fiscally conservative at this point in, in light of everything that's going on, uh, but they you know government 
becomes self-serving at, at some point. I mean, that's why the founders said we need to have limited government because yeah. if you're not careful, it'll it'll chew you yeah, up. And, spin it, you it, and we're definitely there. And and back to the money, you know, when they got the money before the CARES money and all that, why did they have to give it to another agency and pay them to distribute that money to the businesses in the county? I'm sorry, you got people I, at the board level that are making pretty good money yeah, that they could have handled that? Seemed like that was wrong. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't studied it. I haven't looked into that in much detail, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. paid them, you know, whatever the amount yeah. was. When we got those other, well, they, legal got, three, they got like three hundred grand to to, to, to dole okay. out three million. All right, so my point being that three hundred grand could have been spent well doing other things. Those people at but the board level, they're making good money. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, it's not like they're not. Well, but, uh, another another topic I think would be positive too is to uh, we used to have a pretty streamlined process for concealed weapons. And, that, and those permits, now they take a long time to go through. We need to get back to where that's 30 days or less. Why do you think that is? Uh, we got a new sheriff in town. Uh, it was a new sheriff, elected. a new sheriff, a new sheriff. I know. They're, yeah, not, again, 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 not, again. they're yeah. not elected anymore. Yeah, uh, and that's got to get back to where that's elected. That's an elected position. That should never be on the supervisors. And, uh, let me, I agree. You know, let, 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 yeah. them, let them go out in the public. Let them campaign. Let's see what, hear what they're about. So right. we can. We can the people can vote who we want to be in our representation. I think the tide is rising, and conservatives are starting to realize you can't avoid this. You can't. Yeah. You know, it's like you. It's like running for the board in, in general. I mean, I, I've yeah. I've just shied away from politics my whole life. I didn't. It's like I don't want to be a part of that ill. Yeah. You know. Uh, but in order for this to work, we all have to be involved in whatever way that we can. I'd make a terrible candidate. I'd never run. You know, because I. You know, the first time I threw an F-bomb out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I'm going to speak my mind. I'm sure I'm going to rub some people the wrong way. I'll try to keep so it's the unavoidable. out of it. Yeah. But you, you, we are human at the end of the day, and I do have my opinions, and they're strong, and um, they're my beliefs, and I'm going to stand behind them all the way. And I think I've proven that. Do you know – I, I have a question. Do you know who, who, who Shepard J. Green is? No. He's the chief of psychiatry in Shasta County. Do you know how much money he makes? Is he the one that makes three hundred thousand a year? It's three hundred and sixty-four thousand seven hundred, and this is actually from two thousand nineteen. Is that an empty position? I don't even know what it is. I don't think that position is filled at the moment. I could be wrong. I, I maybe. All I know is this is from two thousand nineteen. So maybe the plug got pulled. Or, uh, you know, they pulled I, the plug. I, I don't know. With the, and that's one of the things we got to go in there and look at. And see where's exactly, the, where's the money yeah. going. Okay, if where's it going? Where's that three hundred and sixty thousand? If it's, if he's not, no if he's not there, right. where, where did it go yeah, if uh, he left? I know. Is it amazing? Why is he getting paid that much? If the guy's if still there, there. I, it's just, and the reason yeah. I bring it up is we need to like find out. You know, is that guy even still there? Yeah. I mean, he's you know he's the highest guy in the county. Yeah. Uh, who, or did, did, did anybody even heard yeah, of him? Or, or, or maybe they created another position and moved him over. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but why are our department heads making as much as L.A. County? I'm looking at Randstrom. Okay. You know, okay, so we got right. Shepard is the first one in line. Do you know who the next one is? Probably Randstrom. Randstrom. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Uh, 284000 okay. uh, and some change for with benefits and everything. Unreal. It's un, uh, and it's then un Yeah, and what's the medium income probably in Shasta County? I think it's, it's 30, like 38000 or forty. It may be 40, 45 yeah. at yeah. the yeah. most. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, a little bit uh, of difference there. I get the specialized and all that, but no. Not that specialized. No. no. That's the corruption. We got we got to stop. Well, okay. So we so I'll give you the first five. Okay. Okay. Let's so we've it. got Shepard Green if he's still there. 
So if Shepard Green's not there and we had current data, is Karen Ramstrom the most highly paid person in the county? Could be. Uh, Pat Minturn. Uh, How much? Which is what? Uh, he's at two six. This is again 2019, so we okay. haven't got updated on it. But that's two two hundred sixty nine thousand with pay and benefits. And then we've got Deidre E. Amaro. Uh, and and uh, what do they do? What does well? They- okay, so so Karen Randstrom, health officer. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Minturn, public works. Uh, Deidre E. Amaro, uh, I've never even I don't you know I don't know who have any idea who she is is a forensic pathologist at two sixty nine. Uh, two hundred sixty-nine thousand. Huh. Then, then we've got, or I'm sorry, two hundred sixty-seven thousand. And then we've got Don L. Eward, who is the HHSA director. Uh, I guess assistant director. I thought that uh, Karen was the director. Um, I don't know what the. So that's two hundred sixty-three thousand. And then, and then the last one I'm going to talk about is the attorney uh, in the meetings, which is Ruben Cruz. And he's at two hundred fifty-eight thousand. You could probably give these guys a twenty percent raise uh, in, you know, just guessing and throwing a shot at the, in the dark mm-hmm. between nineteen th- uh, now and now. Yeah. yeah. And, and back to my point earlier, Cruz could have handed out the money and saved the county three hundred thousand dollars easy with getting paid two hundred sixty-four thousand. I'm just saying. I don't know how it works. I got to maybe I should give the next one, which is Tracy L. Uh, Neal. Chief probation officer, $243,000. And it, this just goes on. Yeah, yeah. That's and what, on that's crazy. and on. Yeah. No, they need to go, you need to go department head by department head. Well, apparently, some assistance in there as well. I mean, <laughs> Each department. Right? Just start at the department you start, exactly. alphabet. Exactly. A, B, C. This terrifies. This is, this, is, this is why I think there's been such huge pushback against the recall. Is because these guys are terrified of what is coming if we get control or the people get. Actually, it's not we. It's yeah. it's we the people get control. Yeah, yeah. we we the yeah. people. Well, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I, I gave a small inkling of possibly running in twenty twenty for the supervisor seat. Looking back on it, I wish I would have. Right, um, but. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. But you are now. Uh, but I, I, I'm here now because uh, I realize something has to be done. And a part of this, I'm going to back up my story a little bit more. I spent I spent this summer, half the summer, working in Idaho, two weeks on, two weeks off, up in Coeur d'Alene, with the idea that we're moving to Idaho in the fall. You know, I'm, I'm done with Shasta County. I'm done with California. And how many people are saying that? I'm sure you all know people yep. who have left the state. Right? Yep. I've okay. said it. So I went up there, and I realized that it's a zoo up there. People are moving to that area from Seattle, from Portland, from California. They're going to turn it into what it is. Yeah. They're turning it into what it is here. Tyranny's there just as it is here. Yes, they have some more rights. You can open carry. You can do all the things we have some rights to do. So it is better, but it was just such a fight. It's, such, it's just so many people, and they don't have the infrastructure. And I could go on and on with reasons why sure. I chose to just, you know what, come back, to, come back here. We're going to stick it out, and we'll see what happens. Then I started going to the supervisor meetings and realizing – we can turn the whole thing District around. District 2 is screwed. Yeah. Uh, we have to make some changes. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and it's across the country. I think people are It is across up. the country. Look yeah. at Virginia. Yeah. You know, yeah. Look I at agree. some of the racists in New Jersey. You're seeing people, you're seeing the silent people who always stay silent and we don't ever say anything, right? Well, we do, but you know what I'm saying. We don't get right. vocal. We're not going to burn the cities right. and rioting and all that. But we're get, making action. But now, against, now yeah. you're seeing people like myself get up off the, I say off the couch, but we're getting up and out. And we're going to start making some noise, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. We're not going right. to go burn a building. We're not going to do that. 
but we're going to get on these kind of shows and everything else. And we're going to plead our case, and we're going to change this county, and we're going to change the state and the country. Right. And that's where it has to start. We all know that, you know, it took us a little bit to figure it out, I think, yeah. way back in the beginning, like when the Tea Party started and yeah, everything. Right. We were going, we you know, to the, the federal level yeah. and, and trying to look at that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and we've the, learned yeah. a lot over the years and realized, hey, if we got to bring it back locally. Yep. And this can be done not just here, wanna, but across, across I, the I board. I want to play one more clip if we have to go a minute or so longer. But before we play the clip, I want I you to thank you for I coming in. Thank you for coming in. We want to have you back if possible. I want to yeah. go to the uh, the clip on, uh, uh, let me see if I've got it right here. I'll tell you which one uh, before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, that one and uh, 103. But before we play that, this you know, have disgusting. you got anything else you want to add? And then, oh, well, how go- do people get a hold of you? Yes. Get your information out there real quick. How do they get a hold of you if they want to support you or okay. ask you questions? Uh, give you some money. I, I, I need, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. take all the money I can. I do have a uh, donation set up at Plumas Bank for Tim Garman for Supervisor District 2 2022. Um, they can go there and donate, they could send a check in or whatever. I haven't got the. I'm going to get a Facebook page for and a, a website link now that I got all the official paperwork stamped. Uh, from the clerk's office. I did that this morning. Uh, so stay tuned on that part. You'll okay. definitely have to have me back. Uh, but I am legal to take the donations. Have you got, a, face, okay. have you got um, a Facebook account? Uh, just my own personal one. They can find me at Tim Garman. Okay, and yeah. What about uh, a yeah. contact phone number or no? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Feel free to call me. It's it's uh, My cell phone is 530-357-4200. So I'll, I'll friend you on Facebook, and yes, then I'll try do. to get that out because you can. Get, I can get your number there. Yeah, I, I have a ton of contacts. I'm up to yeah, like five, do. six thousand right now. But I will. I will eventually set up a Facebook page just okay. for just for this. But I, I am open to. I will respond to people. All right. I, All right. Like I said before, I want to hear what people have to say. So That's with this great. clip, this clip has nothing to do with anything we just talked about, except it's other, disgusting. Other than these people are crazy. <laughs> Okay, uh, this crazy is the, isn't even the this word. is uh, uh, Texas, I believe, and and they're talking about abortions, and I'm not I'm not trying to do a pro or a, a or a con thing on abortions here, even though I have my own personal uh, you know beliefs, but what I want to illustrate is that these people have an agenda, and reality doesn't come into the play. I mean, when you listen to the questions, they should be tra- straightforward questions. Is he trying to trap her? That's that's going to be oh, they're trying to trap me, but. I guess reality doesn't matter. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and play it, Eli, and then uh, and then we'll be done. Uh, these are simple yes or no questions. Is it okay to murder a ten-year-old child? No one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to. Is it okay to murder a ten-year-old child? Yes or no? I am deeply offended that you would call me a murderer. I'm not calling you a murderer, ma'am. I'm asking you a question. Is it okay to murder a ten-year-old child? This is about your organization's position. Would they say yes or no? My organization's position is that no one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to. And any re- abortion restrictions are... Okay, um, okay. Let me, let, me, let me answer the question for you. I'm assuming that you do not advocate for the murder of children. Okay. What about a toddler? I assume you would say it's not okay to murder a, a toddler either, a two-year-old. What about a newborn? Let me ask you this. The position of the organization, are you for partial birth abortion? Is that the position of the organization? Would you support that? What my organization is for is to support the people who need abortion care, who are lied to when they are sent to okay, alleged if, pregnancy resource does, centers that, excuse that me, just lie a second, just to a patients would that apply tell them. To, would that apply to a woman who is nine months pregnant? 
I disagree with the premise of your question. Do you, would you support the abortion of a late-term unborn child? Anybody should have should be, have the right to have an abortion at any time Anytime. for any okay. reason. That's what I need. So here's the thing. I'm just trying to understand the logical fallacy. So if we would not support, and I'm, I mean this sincerely, and this is not for you personally. I'm talking about the organization. You support an advocacy organization. If it, if it is not okay to take the life of a small child outside the womb, why is it okay to take the life of a small child nine, month, nine inches up the birth canal inside the womb? What is the distinction? Help me understand the, the distinction of that. I don't understand the question. If it, you, you would not support the murder of a small child, right? No one would, no civilized person would. Why do we support the taking of a life of a child right before they're delivered? No civilized person should support forced pregnancy. Does abortion take the life of something that's alive? No one should be forced to remain pregnant against their will. Ma'am, you're not answering my questions. Let me, let me ask the doctor uh, on this screen. Um, is it okay, uh, or let me ask you this. Does abortion kill something that's alive, take the life of something that's alive? Yeah, you keep going in and out. Sir, the way that you're asking these questions actually intentionally invite violence and harassment to both of us, to all of us. I'm sorry, that I is an absurd that. response. You're a medical <laughs> doctor. Tell me if the, yes, the tell me if the, the if there's an unborn child in the womb or not, if are we killing something that's alive? When you when you dismember something in the womb, is that a human being or not? It's a living being, yes or no? I'm here to talk about medical care. Yes, this is a direct question about medical care, ma'am. You positioned yourself as an expert on the issue. Are we taking a life or not? Is it a life, yes or no? What you are discussing is not the reality of how abortion care is delivered in this country. If, you know, if we were in a courtroom, I, I would say that that's non-responsive. And I think I, we all know why you don't want to respond to that, because the obvious fact here is that you're taking a human life. It's a small human life. It's a human being. Let me ask you, doctor, should abortion be allowed because of the sex of the preborn child, in your medical opinion? I do not believe that there should be any restrictions on the bodily okay. autonomy. All right. So, if, if, so hold on. So if someone gets a, 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 a pregnancy test and they say it's a it's a little girl and I want a little boy, it's okay to abort that that child? I have never seen a pregnancy test that tells you this. Would it be okay or not? If someone knows they, if someone has an ultrasound, they know have, have one sex and they want to abort it. Is that okay? The time of the gentleman has expired. Ms. Garcia. I'll just note that no one answered the questions. Thank you. Yield back. Ms. Well, Garcia. Correct, but that's Thank Congress. you, Mr. Chair. <laughs> it's How Nat bizarre Nadler is that? So, I mean, but, that but is my so point bizarre. of that, it's absolute denial of reality. I mean, you know, at least be honest about what you support. Say what it is. You know, you, know, you can say, I don't believe it's a human being, something. Yeah. But don't sit there and dance. So, so that's the kind of people that I'm, I'm seeing that we're dealing with, is that reality means nothing to them. The only thing that matters is their agenda. It's the mm -hmm. agenda. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and then to say yeah. that you're, you're not in reality, it's like, whoa. I think we're at the end yeah. now. <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, joining us for uh, uh, Sober Mind uh, Podcast, uh, Tim Farmer. Yeah. And uh, and we will see you soon. Absolutely. And, and we'll get you on Facebook and all the above. And then uh, I guess we'll see everybody next week. Have a great week. All right. Uh, have have a great week. week. Thank you.